the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. We have a wonderful guest today, Mr. Ryan Heath. He's the founder and president of the Gavel Project. I feel like he's an old friend. We've talked together at the Board of Supervisors. We've kept up with what work he's doing. He has a nonprofit organization dedicated to defending the civil rights of individuals against the abuses of government that we've seen in the last few years. He's an attorney who graduated from Regent University. He's won many awards. He studied in a special seminar under Justice Samuel Alito. He lives in Arizona but spends a lot of time working here in California because he's concerned about the negative effect of laws being proposed here on other states. And yeah, what 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 happens here tends to go all over. So he's spoken on Fox News Network. He's been interviewed by Steve Kirsch of the Vaccine Safety Institute several times, and I we recommend that organization as well. Uh, look up Steve Kirsch and Vaccine Safety Institute. Ryan Heath continues to speak out and publish critical information for citizens about his law cases and other efforts. And once again, yes, we met while speaking out here in San Diego against Nathan Fletcher and his illegal acts that he's been continuing to perpetrate. And so we are here with him today. If you'd like to listen to our initial podcast with with friend our friend Ryan, you can go to KPRZ website site and access episode number 92. Just go to KPRZ, type in Biblical Citizen, and go to the episode number 92 with Ryan Heath. So we're going to get an update today on what he's been involved in and the progress being made to expose and hold public officials accountable and stop them from continuing to do this. Welcome, Ryan. How are you? Hey, Kathleen. Hey, Brian. Thank you so much for having me back on. It's, it's a pleasure to be here with you. So we're we're pleased that you, you know, according to your website, I mean, you've really developed a lot of your projects, thegavelproject.com, by the way, listeners. Uh, you've, you've come up with documents that people can use to to put people on notice, you, you're informing them of their legal rights and how to stand up for them. And so kind of give us a brief overview of, you know, starting the Gavel Project and what you've been working on and your biggest successes and challenges. And, and you know, we, we, we don't have a lot of time, but just give us a brief overview. 
Sure. So uh, first and foremost, I, I am an Arizona attorney. I'm, I'm licensed here in Arizona. I'm not licensed in California. Uh, but I, I did have the idea uh, back in October of 2021. So we're coming up here on a year now. Uh, when, when I heard that Gavin Newsom was going to be mandating uh, vaccinations, COVID-19 vaccines for students as a conditioned president to uh, to obtain an education in the state of California, uh, I couldn't take it anymore. I've been sitting wa- sitting by on the sidelines for uh, about, I don't know, a, a few months, um, helping my sister get, get an exemption with, with uh, Phoenix Children's Hospital. I actually was able to get her an exemption without asking by threatening them uh, with a class action lawsuit uh, up until the very last day. And uh, after getting that exemption, I felt a little uh, confident with, with my capacities as an attorney. I mentioned, you mentioned I was uh, trained by Justice Alito uh, in, in constitutional interpretation when I was in law school, and I felt God was calling me. Uh, and when God tells you to do something, you don't hesitate. You dive in. And my wife got on board when I explained to her what I wanted to do, which was start the Gavel Project, uh, a nonprofit 501c3 that uh, exists to basically take on uh, nonsense in society. Let's call it that. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. so, it's worse yeah, than we, that. Been, but yeah, let's let's be you know civil. It's <laughs> a good place to start. Yeah, taking on the nonsense. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, one it's, of, a, it's a big task, right? Yeah. And one of the main things you've been working on is the mass off kids, and and they're still trying to do that. I wanted to yeah. hear a little bit more, but that is that is concerning. It really concerns me that here we are, Ryan, two and a half years into this into this thing, whether you call it nonsense or something way worse. And it let's let's uh, look at a couple things that Kathleen and I have just noticed relative to masking kids. And it seems like kids and elementary school kids have suffered more than anyone through this whole pandemic. I mean, their learning scores is are just the beginning. The mental health problems and psychological and so on. Our granddaughter school district here in San Diego County, they're saying for the kids about to go back to school, masks are still quote highly recommended they're not mandatory but highly recommended most of the kids and the teachers will be wearing masks so i'd say that amounts to a lot of social pressure and they're going beyond that they're having vaccine clinics at local elementary schools and i quote to promote promote the vaccine they're not requiring PCR testing for every day, but they're requiring it for all kinds of circumstances. So a lot of bad stuff still going on, Ryan. What do you think? When, what, what can parents do? What can you do to, to fight this stuff? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, Brian. It is uh, quite disheartening that we're two and a half years into this, and they're, they're talking about putting masks back on the kids. In fact, I was at a board meeting, I believe, last week or perhaps the week before. These days seem to blend together a bit, uh, about a, a Walnut, Walnut Creek school, uh, a Montessori, Eagle Creek Montessori school up in Walnut Creek. They actually voted the other day to put the masks back on the elementary school kids. And uh, we set up a GoFundMe for them. There, there's a, a mother there that put that together, and we're going to be uh, filing a complaint uh, against that district, a, a lawsuit for uh, injunctive relief. Um, I'm working with California attorney Tracy Henderson on that. Uh, you, you can uh, check out uh, our work, actually. I've been putting together materials as well for kids who are in these precarious or, or the, these particular types of situations with mask mandates uh, to protest. That was one of the things that I, I identified early on. I, I became a bit of a, a civil rights activist myself, uh, went around the state of California back in January, February, March, and actually uh, helped teach kids about their constitutional rights 
and uh, even went so far as to to sit outside of a high school for a number of days and, and uh, help a, a young man, Capistrano Unified School District, uh, sneak into class and, and take off his mask because he had a right to be there. And the police were called every day. The sheriffs were called. And, uh, you know, I basically helped help negotiate uh, the, uh, the the whole disciplinary situation there. And we're, we're moving towards litigation there. We filed a tort claim form uh, a few months ago, which was rejected. And we're preparing to file a complaint uh, against Capo there. Uh, we, we filed um, actually yesterday, speaking of the young kids, uh, we put together a, uh, a tort claim form. This is the, the precursor to a lawsuit in California. You have to comply with what's called the Tort Claim Act before you can sue a government official in California. Uh, or a government uh, agency in California. And so we put together this this tort claim form yesterday that, that explains these kids at Saddleback uh, Valley Unified School District um, who uh, were abused and, and bullied and harassed and humiliated as a result of just simply wanting to breathe normally. They were literally, um, according to the kids, stuck in a cage <gasps> in jail outside in the sun for a In month. a cage? For not for not complying with their with their radical enforcement of mass, unbelievable, exactly, unbelievable. Supposedly in the cause of public health, what a evil lie. Yeah, and and you know what, the, your constitutional rights, um, the, the Supreme Court says very clearly, uh, for for students and for teachers, don't get checked at the schoolhouse gate. You actually have a right to protest within a classroom setting, so long as that protest is one, not disruptive to the educational environment, or that that protest is not uh, infringing upon the rights of other students in the class. And, and that's a, a very clear uh, case set out uh, back in the 1960s called Tinker v. Des Moines. And we, we base a lot of our, our claims that we're making right now under the Civil Rights Act, that's Title 42, Section 1983 of the U.S. Code, uh, on that lawsuit. And we believe we have a very strong chance of winning. In fact, we actually have a, a complaint that we finalized here the last couple of days against Coronado Unified School District. And we're excited to file that in the, in the coming weeks. We're, we're going to be pursuing uh, damages on behalf of an individual girl that was, uh, and I quote, excluded from school uh, for health and safety reasons. Uh, based on the, the, the school's policy, she was stuck outside in the cold for 28 days on the island. She sat out there uh, every morning and had to wear a battery-powered jacket to stay warm. This was a policy adopted by the school board and and, 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 uh, putatively uh, utilized by staff to punish dissenters. And we are going to be um, vindicating to the best you know, of our capacity the rights of that individual. I've retained California Attorney Tracy Henderson for that case. Uh, we've got another case we're working on uh, up in Capistrano as well where uh, the school basically decided to uh, force a young girl, the principal of an elementary school, decided to, to take a young girl and, and punish her for making a drawing that said Black Lives Matter, and it was misspelled M-A-T-E-R, because she's seven, and then underneath it, it said any life. And apparently that was sufficiently uh, sufficiently offensive wow. to, to the uh, school and, and these woke uh, teachers. And they, specifically in this case, it was not the teachers, it was the principal. And, and I want to be clear, we have no issues with the teachers. Uh, the mother here really just wanted an apology. But because the district took actions and basically uh, really, it seemed like, retaliated against her and hum- humiliated her, um, harassed her and actually basically punished her for simply trying to vindicate the constitutional rights of her, her little girl. 
And that's what we're dealing with here in California is a bunch of, uh, of individuals within the administrations uh, of these, um, these school districts that think they're untouchable. And so my organization exists to, to fight that. Uh, we, we are a public charity. Again, we raise money to, to go after these individuals. And uh, it's, a, it's an expensive fight. I was blessed to, to be able to go to law school and, and nearly a full-ride scholarship and graduate debt-free with the help of my wife. But uh, we, we've sunk tens of thousands of dollars in, into the Gavel Project. And uh, you know, I haven't received a paycheck since October of last year. Um, I'm, I'm happy to do this because someone needs to stand up for these kids and actually take the fight to the individuals. But uh, it, it's been difficult. My wife has, has been uh, struggling with, with having to take care of the kids when I go to California. As you mentioned, I travel quite a bit. And mm-hmm. uh, she has to stay home with our two little girls. One's just a few months old. The other one is, is about to be four here in a few months. And it's a lot for her because she works full time as well. So really, I just want to make sure I, I give her the recognition she deserves because she is the one who has really sacrificed the most uh, when it comes to protecting the kids across this nation. And by the way, we're not just uh, set up in California. We, we operate in other states as well. And uh, we're excited to make some big announcements here about some other lawsuits uh, in the coming months. We're, we're very excited, and one of the yes. reasons we're having you on again is to encourage our listeners. I can't think of a more worthy organization, cause to support, to help our future generations, to protect our God-given rights than supporting the Gavel Project. And Ryan, one of the things you mentioned you. that you're involved in, which I think is extremely important and should not, uh, I don't want to just gloss over it, is that you're teaching these young students their constitutional rights. Because one of Kathleen's and our concerns that we've talked about ourselves uh, as people that now are old enough to have uh, some young grandchildren is that the the teaching of conformity, of this rigid conformity that's come during this last two and a half years. You have to be six feet apart. And hearing little kids recite the rules, well, I have to be six feet apart. Well, you can't come through this gate. Well, I have to put on my mask. I have, you know, just on and on and on. And what is that teaching to, it's not teaching them God-given rights. It's teaching them that ours is is a country that the administrators can just about tell you to do everything, anything, and you better do it. So I'm glad you're involved in that, too. little children don't know any different. Little children don't know. It's conditioning them, and it's conditioning the parents as well. And we saw the plan that our, you know... In San Marcos, our neighboring district, uh, and they can tell you to test any time they want, you know, according to the changing conditions for the COVID, which is based on the PCR test, which is completely wrong, uh, not following the science. They're just making this up as they go along and conditioning people to be completely obedient to the authorities and little kids they don't know any different they don't know any better and and mm-hmm. and parents are the ones that need to stand up and maybe we can have a lawsuit in our you know well san vicinity. diego san diego. Di- san diego public schools are already mandatory masking again there already are but i want to go on uh, yeah. ryan we could definitely go into this some more but i want to touch on another very important topic and that is uh which you've been speaking out on and that's Planned Parenthood trying to get into schools here in California, set up clinics in the schools. In yeah. the schools, in not the only school. not only so they can give abortions on demand without parental notification, but also administering puberty blockers 
to kids with again without parental notification and we understand they've tried to do that in Norwalk, California, but there was thankfully an outcry from parents. So school officials have said, quoting again, they tabled the proposal. I don't know if they tabled it till tomorrow or next week or what. I think you mentioned this on uh, recently on Fox News. So my first question Ryan on this topic, is it legal to give puberty blockers and, for that matter, abortions to children without parental consent? So, in, in my opinion, no. Um, the, the, their parents ha- have a fundamental right to direct the upbringing of their children. And, and frankly, uh, these, these children, presu- presuming that they are the ones making the decisions, as the, the California courts seem to think that they are capable of doing, and as the um, as the legislature seems to think they're capable of doing as well, they're they're not capable of making decisions. And we know that because they're 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 kids. I mean, we don't let kids get tattoos. We don't let kids buy alcohol. We don't let kids do a number of things, including driving, because they're not capable of making wise decisions. Uh, and so we limit their capacity to engage in consent. And, and there, there's a case um, in California that was decided called Field v. The Palmdale uh, back, I believe, 10 plus years ago, uh, where a court, uh, it, was a, it was actually the, the federal court system, decided that parents do not have a fundamental right to, to manage the upbringing of their children, in essence. And it's a, it needs to be challenged. I'm actually putting together a, a, um, a lawsuit right now. We're going to be taking on the issue of trying to get the Planned Parenthood out of these schools, because as you mentioned, they, they are on campus actually already. I believe there's a, a Planned Parenthood on a high school campus in San Diego. There are a number of them in, in Los Angeles as well. And these contracts, I'm, I'm looking at the one right now between uh, the, the proposed contract between Norwalk La Mirada and uh, Planned Parenthood of Los Angeles. And it explicitly states that they permit the service provider, Planned Parenthood, to diagnose and treat illnesses associated with reproductive health on campus. They also provide them the capacity to prescribe and diagnose and dispense uh, pharmaceuticals related to reproductive health. That's presumably where we get the uh, gender affirmation hormone therapy, which Planned Parenthood is the number two provider in the nation of. Uh, and that's per Planned Parenthood's website for the, the Western and Central Division of New York. Uh, they explicitly uh, put that out there. And as you mentioned, they claim that parents don't have to consent to this treatment, but children cannot consent. And we're, we're going to go after that issue. Uh, we believe that, that no student should be able to walk into a, a service clinic on a high school campus where they're most susceptible to peer pressure and simply say they want to put hormones into their bodies. This is, this is uh, having permanent consequences. It's resulting in sterilization of people. And we're uh, actually working right now to identify plaintiffs and actually bring this lawsuit because it needs to happen. And uh, we're excited about that. I I believe that we can save a lot of kids from a lot of uh, lifetimes of regret and and really sadness. It's just, can you imagine being a parent? And this goes on underneath your, 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 you know, bailiwick. I mean, you're, you're, you're just, you don't even have any idea that this is happening. And then your child comes home and I mean, big pharma is behind a lot of this wanting to sell their drugs. And then of course there's the population control where no, they don't want anybody having any babies or if they do, they get aborted. I mean, this is, 
really evil. There's people. a lot of there's a lot of Just, bad, a lot of really bad influences and a lot, and a lot of money, unfortunately, behind a lot of this stuff. But um, it 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 we we've mentioned this a lot on our show, but it it uh, makes it should make every parent and every grandparent question whether to send their kids to public schools or not. And increasingly, the answer is no. You should not. Whatever sacrifices required, get in a better school. There's too much at stake. What can be more important than a child's health and a child's future? Yes. And they want to make it legal to give vaccines to children, too, without parents' consent. That's Senate Bill 866. That's another they one. They haven't succeeded so far because of public outcry, but this is what we're dealing with. And yet, if they do succeed, then we need to sue them for that. We need to have these lawsuits because... The, our legislature is so Democrat-dominated, and so we we need to work on our elections, these lawsuits, and the public outcry and the monitoring. We What is happening in your local school? Have you been following so, that, Ryan, at all, the, the uh, making vaccines, uh, able to administer vaccines to kids in school without parental notification? Have you, have you been uh, looking at that? Yeah, we, we've been tracking that uh, at the Gavel Project as well pretty closely. That's an issue that if that passes, we, we will be pursuing uh, litigation. It, it's one of those things, uh, though, that, as you mentioned earlier, it, it relates in the same way uh, to the, the Planned Parenthood issue on high school campuses. What we have here is uh, a certain industry, namely the, the pharmaceutical and industrial complex, uh, working in tandem with, with lawmakers and with local government officials through through these nonprofit organizations that, that are set up uh, that are related to the school districts uh, to really create lifetime customers yeah. for the pharmaceutical companies. Because if you give hormones, let's say like Lupron, to, to uh, pause puberty, Lupron is used to chemically castrate sex offenders in some states. You're giving that to a child, and, and we're expecting that child to have no consequences. Uh, at least that's that's what they claim. You can pause puberty and turn it back on, but that's just not the case. You're you're making an unfalsifiable assertion, and, and you simply just do not know what this is going to do to people. What we are realizing is that that children, um, young girls in particular, that have been through these treatments, are, are turning 18 and having osteoporosis. That's that's documented. They're, they're, they're turning 18 and they're infertile. They, they're, turning, they're becoming adults and their breasts have been cut off by these organizations like Planned Parenthood. And, and there's all other side effects too, cancer and heart disease. And it, 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 it causes all kinds of havoc with your body to get these hormone, hormones. And not, and not that only... Are, they're not meant to be there. They're not meant to be there. And so of course they're going to cause just massive different consequences and not only not only can't kids make an informed decision but even if they could they're not given the proper information we know that from covid and it's absolutely true for these hormones they don't tell you the side effects they they absolutely don't they cover it's a cell job and it's a peer pressure job and anybody that questions it or questions I, I just read a case of a, a girl that transitioned as a very young person. She said that the entire her entire interview with the doctor before she got the hormones was 10 minutes long. They talked to her for 10 minutes, 
And then they began administering the hormones. That's cruel. That's destroying now she's, somebody's life. She's one life. of those that several years later deeply regrets the, the uh, decision she made. We so, actually know that uh, the, the, the desistance rate from uh, four children that, that go and actually uh, partake in gender affirmation therapy is something like 80%. So it, you're talking about an extremely high probability that, that a, a child that is experiencing uh, early onset gender dysphoria is, is going to become, frankly, just a, a gay person um, at, at, at later in life. The, the, um, the, the gay community is actually being decimated right now by, this, uh, by these treatments, and it's important for people to recognize this. This is an attack on people. And, uh, or, you know, schools right now are taking uh, – they're not teaching kids about Rosa Parks anymore. They're, they're teaching their own uh, agendas. Actually, I have on, on record uh, this is something that's happening in Placentia and Yorba Linda Unified School District, but it's happening all over the state. And so it's important for organizations uh, and people really to support organizations like mine, like the Gavel Project, who are going in and, and teaming up uh, so it's the, so to change these policies, lawsuits. It, Absolutely. It's time to uh, wrap up. So it's thegavelproject.com, correct, Ryan? That's right. It's the Gavel Project, uh, like a, a judge's gavel, thegavelproject.com, and you can follow us at the Gavel Project on social media as well. Excellent. And I know that you help nurses that have been fired illegally from their jobs, too. And we talked about the case with Dean Broyles last week, and you you also do that. So there's so many things going on in, the, in our society right now that need legal help. Thanks so much, Ryan. It's been wonderful. Please support him. To bless your neighbor this week... Really attend and participate in your local school board meetings, whether you directly have kids in the public school or not, because it affects our whole society. And support the Gavel Project and consider taking your kids out of the public schools. Till next week, thanks. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.